probably make this thing or something Girl, you like my bottom, yeah Post my bell, play for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that you purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down in my shit like them lanes, did it Got a dick with it, I get me real lips, Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real It's 2 a.m. club, was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes Then I met you, kick game and follow you to the breakfast party You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott I'm your cherry pop Talk and switching up position Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission Ain't like 30 Nigga, I ain't like friends Take a swag out of this 40 Got all my starters back And I want to make that night, yeah I just double that to taxes On the way to all my level Not even up in my bracket When you wanna give me that you purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down, they must get it Them names did it, got a dick with it I get some mirror lips, did it Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2 a.m. club was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes When I hit you up, I'm talking about bang or something Chill off in your crib with half a thing, probably make this thing or something Girl, you like my bottom, yeah Post my bill, play for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that you purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down, then my shit like them lanes did it Got a dick with it, I get some mirror lips, did it Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2 a.m. club was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes Then I met you, kick game and followed you to the breakfast party You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott Get your cherry pop, talking, switching up position Thought this shit would never stop, motherfucker in the mission Ain't like 30, but nigga I ain't like friends Take a swag out of this 40, you can't have my starters back And I want to make that night, yeah I can double that to taxes on the way to all my level Now eat When you wanna give me that, you purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down, then my shit like them lanes did it Got a dick with it, I get some mirror lips, did it Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2 a.m. club was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes When I hit you up, I'm talking about banging something Chill off in your crib with half a thing, probably make this thing or something Girl, you like my bottom, yeah Post my bill, play for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that, you purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down, then my shit like them lanes did it Got a dick with it, I get some mirror lips, did it Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2 a.m. club was about to close
clothes up uh, Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes up uh, Then I met you, kick game and follow you to the breakfast You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott yeah. That's your cherry pop Talk and switching up position Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission Ain't like a party That nigga, I ain't like friend Take a swag out on his 40 He got now my doctor's pants And I want to make that night, yeah I had double that tax taxes on that way down on my level Not even up in my bracket I'm a Wanna give me that You purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down Then my shit look them names Then it got a kick with My dick's mirror lips Then basically you this bitch Lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real It's 2 a.m. club Was about to close up Coming through my contacts About to call one of my hoes up When the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that You purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down Then my shit look them lanes Did it, got a dick with My dick's mirror lips Did it, basically you this bitch Lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2 a.m. club was about to close up Coming through my contacts About to call one of my hoes up Then I met you, kick game and followed you To the breakfast You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott That's your cherry pop Talking switching up and Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission Ain't like funny That nigga I ain't like friend Take a swag out on his 40 He got now my doctor's pants And I want to make that night, yeah I just double that to taxes On the way down on my level Not even up in my bracket You on my I'm a
Hit you up, I'm talking about bang or something Chill off in your crib with half a thing Probably make the stang or something Girl, you like my bottom, yeah Post my bill, play for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that You purchase a plane ticket Run around town when I bust it down Then once you look at them lanes, did it Got a chick with me, I get smeared lipstick Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2AM club was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes up then I met you, kick game and followed you to the breakfast party Look you like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott yeah. You your Talk is switching up position Thought the shit would never stop Motherfucker in a mission Ain't like a party But nigga, I ain't like friend Take a swag out of this 40 You got not my start to spend Say not what to make that nigga I can double that to taxes I'm not way down on my level Not even up in my bracket This is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with Kinda Real Name. Here's another OMFL production. forget to press the button welcome to press pass live we're gonna try this all over again but we are here live thank you guys so much for tuning in as you can see we've made some changes we're still figuring out some little minor tweaks here and there so appreciate you guys being patient with us but it sounded like after last week's show that you guys liked seeing the actual playstation stuff instead of the daddy leaks page the way that we normally showed it so we're going to keep this going and see how it goes we're fine a little uh short one man uh mr maniac didn't make it up with us this morning and as you can see i'm looking like a hot mess after a late lsu game win last night but let me welcome in my buddy mr d wayne how you doing this morning we're running off coffee this morning we're running off a of coffee and started been drinking coffee since about four this morning, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna ride this one out. My poor buddy has been working, and so we're gonna get right into this show, and then uh, get him off to bed, where I will probably also go next. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and let's just the the no guest today, the interview, the good ten minutes was just with us, so that we could talk about what we've been thinking. It has been a crazy start to madden 20 i mean this thing started off really hot with the beta which everybody was super into and really really feeling and then all of a sudden um 
the game dropped it felt good but man we were waiting for the first update and then we had already started and then the second update came and the roster didn't match and then there were contract issues and the sliders changed because they changed things in the third update and uh, i'm tired just thinking about all the work that we've already put into this so tell me what do you think about madden 20 already here in week i think we're going to be in week number six later tonight but man it's been a hell of a ride so just want to open up this as an opportunity to talk about what you think about madden 20 uh it's been an interesting start that's that's, <laughs> that's to say the least um uh, it's probably the most turmoil field when it comes to you know sliders um ea changing stuff etc etc especially for like the first six weeks of a cycle uh but i thought it's been pretty good i you know it's, it's it's hitting this which i think the first of all maddens are like that i think we're you know it's plugging and playing trying to see what works um you know people can never fault you uh the board um uh, etc for trying to make the best game possible because i mean i think we even last madden went like for, you know six seasons in we're still trying to make adjustments still trying to improve stuff uh we sure don't you know we don't get um I'm trying to look for the word. We don't. We, we don't get lax. We don't get complacent uh, with how the gameplay is. We do try to improve it. Uh, nothing real drastic. You know, I've had people message me, "Well, did this get messed with? Did this get messed with?" And yeah. um, and that's just you know, especially early in the cycle, you just, the patience has to be there because it's just it's just testing. You don't know how it is. Like you said, the beta. Y'all played the beta, so the beta was great. Game comes out. It's a little bit different. Um, then you'd make some adjustments. EA makes some adjustments a little bit different. Uh, so it's going to be an adjustment. Now, I, I think most people are taking it stride for the most part. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure some teams that are 0-5 right now are, are not playing real great or not as excited as some of these other teams are. Uh, but, like, it's just, it, this is just a short, you know, short start to a long ride for this Madden. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We definitely have had its ups and downs already. Uh, I think that a lot of what we'll talk about on the show today really fits. Just talking about is it sliders, is it new parity, new game. We're going to just kind of talk about everything. But, you know, it it hasn't been easy. Uh, the, these rosters alone, just the rosters have, I don't know, 20, 30 hours of work into them. Um, and then all the adjustments that we've had to make since then just trying to tighten things up again I, I stand by all pro games uh, all pro settings feel more natural and real and they fit better whereas all Madden everyone just seems to play really great and there doesn't feel like a difference between you know 75 overall player and a 90 overall player but with that adding all pro there's some things we got to make up for. There's the stupid AI coverage. There is the crazy, like, run blocking situations. And so because of that, you have to adjust it with sliders. And then when they update something to make something better, it throws the sliders off. And then you do chase your tail a little bit. Um, speed has been something that I didn't expect that we were going to have to deal with. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, guys are complaining that their players aren't fast enough I, I know that Brady has kind of led the charge there not to, I'm not calling Brady out at all because he's done it the right way but he has been one of the main components of like I feel like I'm running in the sand with my players and so 
we've tried to find that mix both in the deuce and here because in the if you've set it too high right the um the john rosses the uh who's the guy in kansas city i just got the extension heel heel yeah right like those guys become uncoverable just because speed becomes king and so i think we found the right mix there um it looks like running it felt too easy and i'm gonna own this one the running's the only one i kind of feel bad about because i hopped it back just five points it wasn't big but looking at the running numbers i think that it needs to come back up some we, we've kind of found a middle ground look we're talking about it so we can go ahead and throw them up on the screen we're not hiding anything um if i'm gonna take some pictures because i need to update everything you can see though like run blocking is just at 55 um and i think it was at 60 whenever we first started and it just felt high and i was trying to get us closer to default and so we may give another like two point bump here um just to get it like 57 right in between that 60 and 55 since 55 seems to be a little too tough but you can see everything else is like pretty close to default outside of stuff that no one's complained about tackling fumbles which is backwards um, pass uh, coverage which we found out was backwards um, that's why these both paths coverage and reaction were at 100 and guys are complaining their folks are just standing there and so we went back the other way and it was too hard and so we came back closer to default after the latest update and i think this is about where we need to be there may be some minor tweaks but i think we're right where we should be the other tweaks that we made um let me take some pictures here where we're doing this but the other tweaks that we made were just going to be around um penalty settings and so guys are like you know our players are being mugged um and so we did we made a, a couple small adjustments around pass interference um, and because I can't set it too high because there's some guys who use her and if you just barely bump and so there's again that mix because some guys use her and if you just barely bump you're going to get called whereas if you just let the CPU they're mugging people and so I'm trying to find that mix there and then also defensive holding uh, got a little bump up to 82 and so it's been crazy I, I think that we're close um, we're matching both in the deuce and OMFL and this way we're seeing a nice uh, balance of data coming in so we have two different leagues of data that's coming in that we can look at and I think it's going to get us where we we want to be all right let's talk about some some games and what we've thought about to this to this point and so uh yeah, we're in, I think the last time you and I were together, we got to cover weeks one and two. So this is going to be about weeks three, four, and five. What was your favorite game? Let's go ahead and talk about some games. Uh, mine was week three. Uh, it was the Texans and Chargers playing. Um, this is an early season battle of two, you know, playoff-tested owners, playoff-tested teams. Uh, these two guys right here, uh, you know, Colin coming out of the NFC last year and, and Big Hurt kind of switching between both. And he did win an OMFL title last year. Just two teams that are just seasoned owners here. Um, the Chargers came out of this game with a 35-31 victory. Um, you know, this goes a long way, especially how deep the AFC is this year. You know, a few losses here and there early in the season can really knock you out. Uh, the Texans have had a really – they came out of the block, I think, 1-0 or 2-0. Then just they haven't played very well, just kind of stumbled since then. The Chargers start out 0-1 if won three out of four to, you know, 
go through the rest of the season so far. Uh, if you go through just a few of the stats, um, Rivers, 71% completion percentage, 257 yards, four touchdowns. Um, just a really, really efficient game. Kenan Allen, seven catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Gator, uh, his import, two touchdowns. Uh, not much in the running game. I think between Jackson and Gordon, you only had 65 yards rushing on 15 carries, which it means it's four-plus yards a carry. Uh, when you're passing as successful as it looks like he was, you don't. I mean, you just keep passing the ball. Uh, yeah. You go down through there. Uh, I don't know. Nwasu, uh, uh, horrible pronunciation there. Had a sack. Square had a sack. And a fourth fumble. Adley had an interception. You go over to the Texans and you start looking at some of these stats that his team's got. Uh, you, you honestly thought he would have won the game. Watson, uh, 72% completion percentage, 466 yards. Uh, only one touchdown and one interception. Uh, you look at Miller, led the way rushing. Uh, 16 yards, almost 60 yards and a touchdown. You look at Duke Johnson had a horrible game, though. Other than his one touchdown, he had 10 carries for 9 yards with a long of 10. So after that one long run, he just got hit in the backfield all game, apparently. Uh, if he goes to the receivers, he's got one of the best in the game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 12 catches, 229 yards and a touchdown. Stupid, this right? Just crazy numbers. Um but, I mean, he did have some disparity. I mean, if you can call anybody, you know, have less than over 200 yards disparity. But he had three other, receiver, other receivers with over 50 yards. Fuller, Waring, Thomas um, combined for uh, nine, you know, I think it's nine catches and almost 200 yards themselves. Uh, that's just really good. I mean, he does have some complimentary pieces to Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is just unstoppable. He kind of falls into that Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, uh, Tyreek Hill type thing. These these X factor star wide receivers. If you if you know how to use them and can play with them and uh, and aren't scared to throw it their way, they'll they'll make some plays for you. Uh, if you go down to the defensive side of the ball, JJ Watt two sacks. This is kind of what you expect out of somebody of his caliber. Reader and uh, while uh, I can't remember how to say his name, Merculus, Merciless, Merciless, yeah. Uh, have a sack with uh, with Reed. Uh, you know Eric Reed's little brother have an interception. Telltale on this one. Uh, I looked it up last night. I watched a little bit of the tape just so I, you know, I wouldn't come in blind with this one. Uh, the offensive red zone in this one's a tail story here. Uh, Chargers 100%. They get in the red zone. It's money. Um, Texans come in here only 50% percentage in the red zone. I, if I'm not mistaken, that's like it'd be like four out of nine, uh, five out of nine, which is just not acceptable. You got to have points. If you can't get a yeah, touchdown, you got to have points. Uh, and turnovers. Three turnovers for the Texans, one for the Chargers. And a 35-31 game, that's all you have to say. Uh, the offensive explosion, I hate to say use the word wasted, but it's just wasted. Three turnovers, can't score in the red zone. And, and playing a good, you know, solid owner, uh, a great owner like Colin with a solid team as a Chargers, you just can't afford to do that. And this, this might be one of them games Big Hurt looks back at the end of the season is like that's one of the ones he let slip away, and that, that could be the difference between a, not making the playoffs in a wild card game. Yeah, I think the stats in that game are just stupid, right? It's like <laughs> you put up 250 yards with your leading receiver, and yet you know you still drop that game. And so, um, tough. Yeah, it's just I don't know what you do. Right? <laughs> like you feel like you've done it right, you've done everything that you know how to do, and yet you still drop that game. Uh, I'm gonna go over to week number four and actually talk about your game, uh, the Oakland. Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts. Your Colts come away with a 32-27 to victory here. And this has been an, a weird season, right? It's been weird for 
you're, you, yes. we're going to talk about that next. But for you, for a lot of like the top players who aren't undefeated right now, and the teams that are undefeated, I don't think many of us would have made the prediction would have been undefeated at the very beginning. What's up, guys? Um, 160 rushing yards for you to 77 for him, but 304 passing yards to his 242. That is completely not a normal D-Wayne game. You know, you're going to be the guy who puts up 300 rushing yards and 160 passing yards, but this game seemed to have all of the passing yards clicking. You, again, do what you normally do, winning that turnover battle. Two interceptions uh, for your team, or two turnovers for your team, only one that you gave up. And then the red zone percentage at 100%. What I like about this game is that normal D-Wayne game. You get the two picks. You lead the game in rushing. You double, a little over double his rushing yards. And then you control the clock at 22 minutes and 5 seconds to his 17 when you look at the quarterbacks here, you can see Andrew Luck was unbelievable. 145.4, 334 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Derek Carr didn't play terrible, 242 yards, two touchdowns, which is great, but the two picks is going to come back to haunt him. What I also found really interesting about this game is this number right here, the sacks. Four sacks for Andrew Luck and zero for Carr. Again, not our normal D-Wayne game. You would probably see that number flip-flop, especially with uh, Derek Carr dropping back 27 times, and you didn't get to aim at all, but yet you still came away with the victory in this one. Josh Jacobson, uh, Jacobs from uh, Alabama, 12 re- uh, carries. Jeez, I can't talk. It's too early. we got to start doing <laughs> early morning shows. Uh, 12 carries for 59 yards. 4.9 average, which is really great, but he only had 12 carries. Dixon, 10 for 50. Hines, 7 for 42. Luck threw in 4 there. Gore, 6. And again, this is a normal D. Wayne game when he doesn't have that top guy. Dixon gets 10. Hines gets 7. Gore, who you just picked up, I think this week, gets 6. Yes. And then even Luck finds those lanings that he can take off and, and pick up some yards. So, a normal passing game, or running game, I should say, from you whenever you don't have that bell cow, but I do expect that bell cow to come. Eric Ebron leading your team in yards, five receptions, 105 yards, no touchdowns, but he did cause a lot of havoc there playing against the zone and the man coverages of Oakland. Oakland's Terrell Williams out of uh, Western Oregon, seven receptions for 97 yards. Again, no touchdowns. The guy who caught all the touchdowns for him, Antonio Brown, which seems a little weird now (laughs) after what happened all this weekend. Six receptions for 91 yards, two touchdowns. A lot of people caught balls here. You can see it just seems like every if you were on the roster and had a number, you were probably going to catch a, a pass in this game. Um, looking right. over at the defense real quick, uh, Lawson, Nevin Lawson, nine tackles. I mean, he was kind of all over for a cornerback, but it also you never want to see your cornerback leading your team in tackles. That usually doesn't mean a lot of good things. Joyner had seven. Marshall had seven. You don't see the first Indianapolis guy until one of those key safeties that D. Wayne loves to have, Malik Hooker. He has five on the day. Looking at sacks real quick, um, you got Hurst that had one. Marshall had one. Whitehead had one. And Mayawa had one. 
I don't know that I said that right, but I gave it my best try. <laughs> Good college try. Uh, and then Pierre Desire, he got an interception for you. And then the guy with the greatest name in football, Rocky Sin, he gets also an interception. So this game's like back and forth, um, but really... This is why you win more games here than you lose because you're going to protect the ball, you're going to run the ball really well, a lot of people are going to get carries, and you're going to control the clock and play really good defense, and that seems to be what took place in this game. But you played it, so tell us a little bit about this game. Uh, this is just a real back-and-forth game, really <laughs> trading blows all the way through it. I don't think any team got up by more than... Um, seven points at any given point until the very very end um, like I said it was back and forth Car Carr was actually playing a perfect game actually I want to say it was like 80% completion percentage almost 100 uh, in that first half which is dominating Antonio Brown unguardable especially get him in the red zone I think one of his traits is getting open in the red zone you know quick yeah. cuts and he's just a beast uh, you know he's might be a head case but he's a beast on the football field uh, Williams is his deep threat uh, he hit him a couple times. Uh, I really, I'm really shocked that he didn't run with Jacobs more because he really had effectiveness with Jacobs, especially early in the game. I want to say he started out like six carries for like 40 yards, and then just just got stagnant running the ball. Uh, so I don't know what he changed up there. On our side of the ball, I've just kind of learned with this new Madden. Is to me, if you don't have that super superstar receiver. Uh, spreading the ball out really, you know, really helps. I think I said I had you. You said shut off nine people catch a pass. Yeah. Um, I've just it just seems to me that way. It's the best way to do it. Whoever's open, I just try to hit them. Um, and this this game really came down to uh, I was up by twelve points. Like I said, I, I just took the lead. He well, already messed up. He threw a pick. He threw a comeback route and just one of them times. I think he threw a comeback route one or two many times, and that defender decides to pick it up. And yep. picked, picked, picked it off, uh, went down, scored, came back, and he threw another pick just right off the bat, if I'm not mistaken. I got down there about 12 points, and Frank Gore almost got cut his first day as a, as a Colt. Uh, drove down, trying to run the clock out. Frank Gore fumbles the ball. Best running back I have on my team. First day on the job, fumbles the ball, and luckily the Raiders didn't capitalize. Oh, he did capitalize on it, but it didn't cost me the game. Uh, it was a really good game. It really was a very good game. Two owners, and I'm speaking for myself, they've been here since I've been here. I think Jay Bowles may be here longer than I have. Um, but it was it was a really competitive game, really good game. Um, I think the Raiders will be a better team as, as he gets you know more people in place and. Um, he, you know, he's he's had a person. He's had Marshawn Lynch what for the last two Maddens at yeah. running back, and with a running back, a bell cow like that, he's really, really dangerous. I think once he gets his guys in place, he's, you know, he he should be a lot better. Uh, but this was a really fun game. I, I really enjoy playing Jay Bowles, and you just know you're gonna you have to bring you have to bring your A game to play somebody like him. Yep, looked like a good game, and I guess it's going to kind of cover our games for the last couple of weeks that we both enjoyed. <clears throat> Mr. Maniac, we're still kind of missing you, and uh, hopefully he'll show up. You never know it, Mr. Maniac. Let's talk about the question that I wanted to kind of throw out there. There, let me get to let me get to some standings to show some stuff real quick. There is a lot of parity here in the OMFL this year. I mean. The top teams that we expected to be ex exceptionally good and great players um, have not been, right? They haven't been what we expected them to be. Um, sorry, doing a little editing here. Um, 
and yet the teams that have won a lot of games here in the OMFL, the guys who have been, you know, towards the top of the leaderboard, it seems like every single season, uh, are kind of struggling out of the gate. And so the question I want to throw out there, is it just parity because of a new game? Or is it the slider issue that we kind of talked about a little bit at the very beginning of the show? Which do you think is more of the cause of all the parity that we're starting to see? And what do you think is the main culprit? You know, I'm not going to give, you know, I know if Maniac was here, he would have some fun uh, to answer uh, this question. But uh, I just can't give a cop out to the deciders. Um, you know, most of these players, you know, can win with with or without sliders. Uh, I yeah. think the parity is where it's at. I think the sliders, you know, look, so we've adjusted and adjusted, adjusted, but everybody's had to deal with adjustment. It's not like one team has to play with sliders and the other team doesn't. Um, I think the, it's a lot more parity. I think also, you look at somebody like, the Puerto Rican nipple with the Ravens. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at Bloop. Uh, Bloop came in last cycle at the end of the cycle. Kind of didn't, you know, had trying to get in the feel for stuff. Um, those two teams in the AFC just playing real good. Uh, the Steelers with Penguin, another solid team. You go to Little Koch with the Eagles. I have really have to watch how I say his name on air like that. It always <laughs> me gets too. me. Don't worry about it. Um, the Eagles, he steps over there. You know, it's one of those reluctant things. Him and Big Hurt switched right before the thing, uh, right before the season started. He got him. He took off running with it. Uh, you go to the Bucks. That's, that's another team that really surprised me with Cooley. You know, it's three and two right now, and that really tough NFC South. I just think that the mentality is not there. I don't think these guys are intimidated by, you know, the D monies, the Moes, mm-hmm. the Cincy's. I, I don't think that's there as much anymore. I mean, you look at. I, I, I haven't seen Puerto Rican Nipple play as dominant as he's played right now and, and since he's been here. Bloop, you thought he was tanking the season, by the way. He talked earlier this year. He just didn't think he was going to do anything. He's 5-0, and dominating the, you know, with Klein that division. And he does have two teams rebuilding in there, but uh, you got to win those games anyway. I mean, it doesn't matter. You win the games you're supposed to win. I think it's a lot more parity, and I think it's a lot more of the mentality. I, I will speak from you know experience when I came into this league. You know, Ducks was a big name here. Uh, I'm trying to think. Ducks was the big name. It's like when people went to play Ducks, they just thought Who they were going to lose. Who is back in the deuce? I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Um, that's an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting uh, thing to find out. I did not know that. I knew he played <laughs> in another league here. I did not know he was If Maniac team. was here, he'd probably give you the whole ramble. But, you know, just somebody like him. Yeah, I can speak for yeah. him or Cincy when I joined or – uh, you know, somebody like that, you play that and you go in that game, you know, and this, the Ducks won two championships already, and it's a mentality that I don't think I can beat him, and then you make a turnover and all it's over with. I think that's a mentality for a lot of them. You play someone like Mo. I think, uh, you know, Mo even has his own gift that I think Outlaw created um, that has the offensive linemen that just push everybody yeah. over. And, yeah, well, that, it's, that's it's the mentality. It's the many players. <laughs> yes, that's that's the mentality, I think, with a lot yeah. of Especially newer players get when they come here. You come in here and you uh, hear Nate on the PPL talking about D Wayne and Cincy and D Money, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. And I just don't think that's there. I think these guys don't have that mentality anymore. I think they think they can play just with anybody. And I think that's more to do with it than the sliders. Um, and you got a clean slate. These teams are out of the box. Yeah, people have made a few moves here and there, um, but these these are out of the box teams. Um, I just think the mentality is there that they can play with anybody, and yeah. I think the disparity is there. I think the sliders, maybe a little bit. But yeah, it's had to help. Like you said, it's had to help. Like my game right there, I had to pass more. Uh, but if you're a good player, you're going to adjust to it, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of, of both, right? It's It sounds like a little bit of a, a cop-out answer, but I think that, number one, it is a brand new game, and some of us had the game early, but it's funny. It's like the guys who played early don't seem to be winning. It's like there wasn't this big learning curve. Uh, it fits. I think the game just fits naturally for some players, and so their teams are already kind of set up for, to fit their style. The gameplay fits their style better, and so they're winning more games. So when we talk about the Ravens, right, and Puerto Rican nipple, we know that that just kind of fits his style. This game is going to set up really well for running teams if you control the clock. I think for me, we'll we'll talk about his team a little bit, but. <laughs> I do think it's it's a little bit of parody, right? I think it's just because guys are figuring out this new game. If you're a great running team and you've got a you know out of the box defense, because we tighten up those trade rules, and so mm-hmm. you can't just easily trade. You you got to really work a good trade, and and we've seen that that's kind of tightened up some of these crazy trades that we normally see, and so I think that has help guys not be able to build a team quick they you're kind of dealing with what you got out of the box and you're gonna have to think about the long-term plan which is what we want to see here and so mix in parity learning a new game and then throw in a few sliders right the sliders have set themselves up to be pretty good rushing sliders you could run the game the ball pretty easily it gets the dallas cowboys a couple of weeks ago i felt like it was too easy and that's why i made the adjustment and I think I made it a little too hard and a little hair trigger there um, just because I was running. I got 120, 130 yards, and my best running back was because Kamara was out. It was 72 overall or something like that. And so if you are a good running team like the Baltimore Ravens, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the New England Patriots, and then you have a quarterback that can make just enough plays and you don't go turn the ball over – you're going to be just fine. And I think that now that we've got the sliders closer to that, that baseline that we normally have here in the OMFL, I think you're going to start seeing not a shift in power, but you're going to see some of these powerhouses that have won games in the past. We're already seeing that with you. A big win against the Raiders. You've now lowered those defensive points allowed and raised the points for your offense. You're sitting at 4-1. Uh, we've seen the Falcons have a big win the other day. They won by like 20 or 30. You're starting to see him find his groove. Like I think you're going to start to see that. You're going to start to see teams that we are used to seeing win games are going to be back. They're going to get their teams figured out. They're going to get the sliders figured out, and they're going to be running with it. And so is it parity or is it sliders? If I was absolutely forced to pick one, I would say that it's been the sliders. I, I do agree with you though good players will win with whatever sliders and so when i say sliders i say it's the sliders and the sense and the view of the sliders have been different and if the sliders are different it does take teams a few weeks to learn and we're only five weeks into the season and so teams have not had an opportunity to figure that out look i made the playoffs every single year last year and was in the hunt and i'm sitting at one and four I think I've scored, you know, bottom half of the league in points. I just haven't figured my team out. I haven't been able to focus on my team. I've been focused on trying to get the league going and get the sliders just right. And so I think as some of this stuff gets to a place where we don't have to figure it out and teams aren't having to to fight to figure it out or fight to figure their team out, when we get to week 8, 9, 10, I think then you're going to really start to see the separation come back. 
I hope not. I hope the parity's there. I hope that we have a lot of teams like we have now that are still in the running and still have an opportunity. But I think that you are going to see that separation start to happen after week 9 or 10 uh, because the good teams are, like you said, are going to win here and be good at winning and be one of the top teams at all times. But they're going to start to separate themselves. I do think, you you know, you're talking about um, – Good defenses out of the box, you know, stuff like that. I, but I still think the initial recipe is there, and I think people watched D Money and Mo run, run the ball, <laughs> take your shots on offense, and play really yep. good defense. And it's it's easier for some teams out of the box to do that uh, because you have guys in place. You look at the Jaguars, and I'm not taking that away from Brady. Brady's played awesome this season, uh, but he has a really good defense in place, and it's not hard. He don't need to start running back. He runs a three-man team back there. And Brady's never been a prolific passer, and he doesn't have to pass to win. Uh, so some teams are just built better out of the box. I they do are. think, you know, you're talking about your Saints. You're talking about some of these teams, it, it takes longer for players to get adjusted to it. It takes longer for guys to get accustomed to their teams. Um, it's to each their own. Like I said, you're going to have some really bad teams out of the box. Like I said, I feel for the outlaw, uh, which outlaw had a choice not to have the bills. Let's just throw this out there, outlaw. You like to say that. Uh, you didn't have to have the bills. But I respect you for keeping the bills. Uh, the Dolphins. I play the Dolphins in preseason. God awful team out of the box. Uh, so I feel for teams like that. Some of those guys just don't have a shot out of the unless you just were just God on the sticks. And I, you know, I'm not I'm not the best on the sticks here by any means. But I don't know if I could have won with the Dolphins. I got probably to, the worst whooping I've gotten. To be fair though, outside of the Dolphins and Bills, anybody else has a pretty good team. You know, a team that can win. And we even seen it last night. I think it was with crazy. And uh, his Vikings, I think he did he beat Maniac or did he? Did he beat, beat like uh, a, the Vikings? Beat Pepper and the Giants. Pepper, okay, right. Like and Pepper's been winning here. Like he's been yeah, he a has. pretty good team. He's one of the top teams. And so you're even starting to see some of these yeah. other teams that have a good roster that didn't win early and starting to figure it out right now. You're 100% right when you're talking about the Bills and the Dolphins. You're talking about two teams that are just crap out of the box and they're just they're going to need some building they are well you just got like the cardinals are 71 overall team out yeah. of the box dolphins 70 um you have a few teams that just just didn't they didn't help their owners out of the box it's just leave it at that well i don't like that my saints are at the bottom of that league but we're going to get things figured out as we get these uh, sliders figured out uh, let's move over to uh, the next thing that is on our agenda, and that is these really, really good teams. You got the Jaguars at 5-0, and the Patriots at 5-0, and and the Baltimore Ravens at 5-0. and Now, if we would have held a gun to everyone on Press Pass Live's head in week one before we got started and said, <laughs> give me the top three undefeated teams in your season, I don't think that this combination would have been created in a, a hundred thousand tries like it just did not seem like these would be the three teams but these are your three head honchos now again as we prepped for this show 24 hours ago this picture looked completely different i think just in 24 hours you see the Bengals at sitting at four and one broncos at four and one colts at four and one eagles three one and one it's just a different picture as we kind of move on in this season but those are your last three undefeated teams sitting at five and zero. Oh. and my question that i want to throw out to you is who's going to be the last undefeated team who's going to be the team that falls last in this league 
And then even do you have a prediction of when that will happen? So do you like the Jags, Patriots, or Ravens to make a run and be the last undefeated team here in the OMFL? Well, last night I, I kind of put a little you know, a little group together of who's going to play. I think in the next week the Ravens play the Bengals. Oh, man, that's a tough game. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are when you play Cincy. Cincy can beat anybody on any given day. It might end in week six. That's always been, you know, Mackey's uh, – Kryptonite has been Cincy. Um, Cincy just—it's almost—I didn't say it's not even a mind game. It's just Cincy just plays so explosive. Uh, the Patriots play the Giants in Week Six. That's going to be a real tough game. Uh, the Jaguars—I think they're on a bye week. No, that they play the, your Saints, so you have a chance to knock yeah. off an undefeated team this week. Um, been doing my homework out of those, too. I say out of those, honestly, I'll have to go Ravens. Jaguars, Patriots, as in the Ravens have the highest chance of losing there. Just, just playing Cincy. Just that's a division rival. Um, that's gonna be a tough one to keep going. Uh, I think I got it written down right here, right? I had to pull up the actual schedule because I just scribbled it down last night. The Jaguars have the Saints, Bengals, and Texans left. The Ravens have the Bengals, Seahawks, Pats left. The Pats have Giants, Browns, Jets left. Yeah, because the Ravens must have a bye week in that point. Somewhere, somewhere it's not adding up right there. Uh, but I do think the the Ravens have a really high chance of losing this week, and that's not to knock those great seasons he's had to you know start it off with. He just plays a really tough game this week. Um, your Saints, have, you can't sleep on them. You've had a, a couple close games. Uh, Jaguars, I know Brady's going to say we talk about him. Uh, he, he's got to stumble at some point. I, I think he's going to stumble at some point, yeah. and I think it could be this week. And if it's not, like you said, the Ravens and Pats play in three weeks. But the Ravens have the worst chance of keeping this. They just play the Bengals, they play the Seahawks, and they play the Pats. At some point there, if he if he comes out unscathed in those three games, he's my my pick to come out of the AFC. Uh, that's just man, that's that's three teams right there. Expect undefeated Pats team, a championship Seahawks, and a championship Bengals team. Uh, like I said, the Pats play the Giants, which is it's really tough. The you just never know what Pepper you're gonna get if he comes out and puts the hammer on Pepper early. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but I watched Pepper play a heck of a game last night against the Vikings. Uh, crazy B man is you know he's got the Vikings um, trying to turn the team around, but they are a good team. Uh, the Giants are you know another team that just didn't have a whole lot thrown together other than a few star players. Uh, but you just never know with Pepper. But he has the Browns and week uh, the week after that the Pats do and, and Chaotix has come out and played really really well this Madden. Um, but he's, he's another team that is really pretty stacked on the defensive side of the ball. He's got some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And we've always said if K could ever get an offense, he would be really dangerous. Yeah. And then you go to the Jags. Like I said, they got the Saints, Bengals, and Texans. If he's overlooking your Saints tough, and looking at the Bengals, he's going to mess up. There. It is. Uh, the Texans, the only thing to him with the te- if he can make it to the Texans undefeated, the Texans have lost Lamar Miller. They've lost DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, big hurt is he hurt last half his team last week. Uh, they're not quite as formidable, but you're still playing big hurt. And no matter what you're doing, you're still playing big hurt, and that, that gives him a chance to win every week. I'm gonna say the Ravens lose theirs first. I know I just repeated myself all the way through, but the Ravens are gonna lose theirs first. And nothing against Mackey, he's just got a tough three games right there. Um, but I think he loses his first. I. There's a good chance the Jags lose theirs this week. I think the Pats beat the Giants this week, so I think the Pats go one more week. I All think right. the Ravens don't go one more week. The Jaguars only went up in the air. You and him, y'all have a lot of history together. Um, I Actually, I can't recall how many times y'all have actually played each other. A lot. I can't recall a game. the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, that's before my time. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, yes, that's that is right because he talks about his last time he was in the OFL Bowl was when he was with the Bucks. Um, but I, I think, like I said, the Ravens. I think they lose theirs this week. I think the Pats go on one more week. The Jaguars, the 50-50 game to me this week. But like I said, he's got the Bengals and Texans coming up. But it, like you said, I think it's really intriguing that none of us, me, you, maniac, none of us would have picked Jags, Ravens, and Pats to be undefeated no. at this point. Uh, if I had to choose any of the three, it would have been the Jags. I think Brady always starts the cycle super hot. I want to see Jeff Brady finish a whole cycle super hot. And the Jaguars do have no favors. They have like the worst cap, the cap adjust, or however you, however yep. you want to say that. They're the cap disaster. Uh, he does what he can with it. At least he's not paying Kratis $25 million this Madden. Um, but no, I thank do God, because he, he wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> But but it is, it is that is a very interesting three, especially coming out of all the teams you have in the AFC that have been juggernauts for those three teams to come out at this point being all through the part of the season. So who's your who's your last undefeated? Who do you think is going to stay undefeated um, the longest? I think the Pats will. I think they beat okay. the Giants. The Browns are tough. I'll give the Browns are tough, and then Bloop has just been on a – he's like a machine. He is like the real-life Patriots right now. He's a machine. Um, he's got them and he's got the Jets. The Jets are going to be his one. I think, I mean, I'm not saying the Browns and Giants can't beat him, but I just think, man, uh, compared to the other two, the Giants and Browns are the easier route. And I know yeah. I might hear that. K, K probably won't give me much grief about it. Pepper would give me grief about saying that. But they're an easier route than the Bengals, Seahawks, and Saints and Bengals. I mean, we both have to agree on that. Uh, no, but I the do. Pats' big game is to be three weeks when he plays the Jets. Um or I can't remember how exactly how it works out. Either the Ravens got a bye week or the Pats got a bye week, but no, you're it's the, the Ravens. Jets. You got it. It's the Giants, okay. Jets, Browns, and Ravens for the Patriots in the next four weeks. And so by week nine, one way or the other, two of these teams, one yes. of them is going to lose by week nine. Exactly. And then when the Jaguars come up with the Colts, we'll go ahead and put a loss on him there. Uh, I'm putting. I'm, you need fuel, Brady. I'm sorry. Um, who do you think, Nate? Yeah, you know, this is tough. It, look, here's the Ravens' schedule. The Bengals, that's top five player in this league. Seahawks, right. top three player in this league. By week, Patriots, Bengals, Texans. That, I'm not even touching Bill and his Rams. That's coming after that. Dawson and the 49ers. And he gets outlaw. Who is pushing people right now? And then Jets, Browns, Steelers to finish out. Like, there's... That is a tough schedule for the Ravens. And so in, if they're still undefeated by week 11, this guy may win it all. If you beat the Bengals, the Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Bengals in a five-week stretch with a, a bye week slipped inside of there, and you're undefeated going into the Texans game, I... That dude's a powerhouse, and you're gonna have to worry about him. I just don't see it. Like I wouldn't have seen this to be the team to be undefeated right now. Look, Mackey's a great player, and it has nothing to do with Mackey's skill level. It's just like this team still needs help. I mean, they don't have a stud running back. You don't have a great passer. You've got some okay, speedy type receivers. Good defense. But, like, not a thing that you thought, hey, this is going to be the team that's going to be pushing everybody. Um, and if we look at the Jaguars here, I mean, you've had some really good wins against the Chiefs and Texans, Titans, and, like, even the Broncos, who their only loss right. has come to Jacksonville. But you got my Saints, which right now, look, I know everyone loves me. This is not a me thing. 
my team's one and four. I have not figured out the sliders, my team, how to play. I just haven't figured it out. So that's going to be not a tough game. I'm going to try to give them a tough game. I think we will play a tough game because we know each other. But on paper right now, that should be an easy W. But then right after that, you got the Bengals, Jets, and Texans, followed by the Colts, Titans, Bucks. I mean, that. I mean, that's just a hell of a run over the next seven weeks. And I just don't see how he's going to get to his bye week and not drop at least a game or two, especially against the Bengals, Jets, and Texans. I mean, those all three of those teams are really good. Big Hurts team is hurt right now. Uh, pardon the pun. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> that's his own name. Uh, but his texans are still very good i mean he this guy knows how to win he knows how to play ball he knows how to win tight games here and then you got the jets who play great defense who have found enough offense to win games here and the Bengals are one of the top five teams in the league um, i think the patriots have the easiest run at it here um look you're playing the bills and the dolphins four games a season right do i have the right division together yes Yes, all right, just making sure. So, I mean, right there, you've got a couple easy wins. It's not player skill. It's just those teams are rated super low and are not ready to compete. So over the next four weeks, you got the Giants, the Jets, the Browns, and the Ravens. So, again, by week nine, one of these teams is going to have to lose a game. That's a much easier schedule. It's not easy, but an easier schedule than the Ravens and who have the toughest schedule by far. Uh, and definitely an, an easier one um, than Jaguars. I lost for a second who, who our other team was. The Giants, again, it's what Pepper are you going to get because when Pepper's super focused and he's playing really well and he's really positive, he's a tough get. I mean, he he's going to push you to your limits. Again, I just talked about the Jets and their defense. And then you talked about it earlier with the Browns. Great defensive plan, but he's got offensive firepower in this team. I mean, he can come from anywhere and score on any point of the field. So I do like the Patriots in this one. And by week nine, two of these teams, somebody's going to leave with a loss. And so even if all three get to week 10, um, by the time we get to week 10, one of those teams will be sitting with some type of loss because uh, it's just going to have to happen. So... Uh, we'll see exactly how this plays out, um, and exactly, I just forgot that we got to get these uh, owner-submitted questions up, but one of these teams <laughs> is going to fall before this is all over, and I'm not quite sure exactly who it's going to be. Uh, I think that if you held a gun to my head, I'm going Patriots. I think they've got the team, the running game, he's playing really good football right now, he has the easiest line to stay undefeated the longest looking at the schedule though the ravens man good luck because you're going to need every second of luck to be able to pull this one off because this is going to be a really tough one for you to be able to pull off let's move over to um to some owner submitted questions and we normally put these on the screen but with this new thing that we're doing we're not going to be able to put these on the screen because it doesn't quite work that way um and it looks like we got a bunch, so let me get to the last page here. I think the first one is going to be Dawson's it's gonna be new one. Uh, 
you're Dawson's right. Dawson's from the thirty-first. Yep, you're right. Uh, we didn't we didn't edit those, so we'll make sure that we go back and and edit some of those. Let's see. Um, yeah, you're right. So first one comes from Dawson. He says with the new season just starting up, give us your take on a few offensive and defensive rookie of the year candidates. You know what? Let me pause on that one really quick because before we get to that, we actually had one that came up in chat that uh, they wanted us to look at. We got some of our the deuce buddies here with us I, I don't know why i say the deuce it's just called the deuce um he was asking about some of the the sack numbers that we're seeing and again i think that this has been uh, it's a little weird because we're still figuring out the sliders we haven't messed a ton with the the pass protection sliders um at least since uh week one whenever we started but um there's definitely some things here that, that that can be tweaked and moved around uh, before I get to the leaders here it is amazing to me that your team only has six sacks you're last in the league in sacks yeah I know uh, I don't know I, I don't know what either I don't know what I'm not doing anything different um, but yeah, I did notice that that I think Dawson actually pointed out to me that I was in the Redskins at number so. two another surprise that I wouldn't expect it to send are you looking at? Are you going to look at the individual stats? Is that what you're fixing to pull? Yeah, no, no, no. I just I, I'm pulling up the league stats for the teams. Oh, and league so, stats. Um, okay. The Rams are leading at 32, Chargers 28, Cowboys 24, Bears 20, Eagles 20, Browns 19. So those are your top six here in the OMFL. and then it kind of stays right there in that high team number until you get towards the the bottom when we're we're in the low um, yeah. single digits. But you know these. Rams teams, right? Like he's got pass rushes galore, and he's able to he get does. to you from every aspect. And so, him and the Chargers, you kind of expect to see at the top. The one that's surprising to me is the Cowboys here. He's got a great defense, young and fast, but I just didn't. I, I don't know. I just didn't think he would be in the top three in this league when it comes Who's to that? sack numbers. The Cowboys and, and Maniac, and the Bears again. He's got a, a maker, so the Cowboys are the two surprises here. I don't know what you guys are seeing in the deuce, but these numbers seem, you know, they're high. Like, don't get me wrong. Five weeks in the season, 32 sacks yes. is an ungodly number. But that's, we're all learning this game. We're all learning how to protect, holding on to the ball too long. Season one, I kind of expect to see these high numbers. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's really only six a game. I mean, that, that is kind of high. It's really good by the Rams have earned uh, Joey Bosom in the Cowboys. I know, you know, I'm, I'm a big Cowboys guy, but he's, you know, he's got a few guys. The Demarcus Lawrence has 12 or 13. So yep. a lot of these stats are really skewed by superstar players. I think Donald, and I know that Daddy Leagues is kind of funny. You know, Daddy Leagues, you know, for every half sack, they round up a sack. So, but um, Daddy Leagues, it has Donald at 18 sacks already, yeah, uh, which is like I said, it, it might be kind of skewed a little, a few either way, but that's still a lot of sacks, especially, but the, to me, the team sacks are high, but they're not as god-awful high as the individual stats, like for Donald per se. Yeah, I, 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 look, they're high. There's no doubt about it. 
but with the new game, the new pass rush, the new X factors, Which, like all of the things, it's a lot for teams to figure out right now. And and I don't think that you'll. I personally think that you'll be deep into season two before people get comfortable with the new controls, the new additions and subtractions that they have. Well, you you look even the first of last Madden. If you remember right, our first year we had a 28 sack guy. The very first season, you're still adjusting sliders. Guys yep. are still getting used to the game. Um, and like I said, some people, uh, we've preached it for a long time now about taking sacks over interception. Maybe they're taking it to a whole other level there. Yep, I, I, I think it's they're high, but I kind of expected to see that at least for season one. I think we'll get them down to normal by the time we get into season two. And, and even then, they're going to be higher than the NFL numbers just because, again, guys hold on the ball too long. They don't side protect. They don't. Uh, double team they let x factors get going they don't you know keep a running back in or put a tight end in to block they don't do the things that you need to do to protect your team from giving up a lot of sacks and so i think the numbers will always be skewed to higher uh, but what we don't want is is probably what we'll see this year is a, a new sack record leader every single season and teams giving up you know 70 80 90 sacks like that's crazy numbers right that we want to try to avoid dawson anyway go back to dawson's question he was asking about potential rookies of the year from the offensive and defensive side of the ball now i can't have the stats right here in front of me actually i can let me just pull up daddy's leagues you guys won't be able to see it but i can at least have it here um but who are some of the players, both on offense and defense, that have kind of caught your eye that you think, hey, these guys have potential and they might be the ones that could take it? Well, I mean, if, if somebody don't stop Marquise Brown or break his leg, he's going to break all kinds of records. He's he's almost on a – he's not on a DJ Moore route, but he's got 794 yards through six – five games maybe, five games. Yeah. And he's just a speed demon. for That That could be a lot of success for the Ravens right now. He's just, he's just throwing the rookie the ball. Maybe I should take some thing off of that. I haven't thrown my rookie the ball as much. But Marquise Brown, I think he's had games of 136, 206, 241, 101, and 110. And that includes five drops. So it could even be more. Uh, but he's just a speed demon out of, out of Oklahoma. Um, he's just leading the way. If you go up here, Kyler Murray is having a solid season, which you, you, you're almost sure he would have a good season. Um, but he's throwing a lot of interceptions. Uh, if you go to the running game, Miles Sanders from Philadelphia, Jacobs from Oakland, we talked about him earlier, having solid seasons. Uh, if you go to the defensive side of the ball, Marsh from Oakland, you talked about him earlier, had six sacks. Gary has five sacks. Uh, Copeland Edwards, Thornhill leading the way, um, tackles. Uh, interceptions, really, it's, it's not, you know, you talked about Rocky on Sin. Uh, three interceptions. Thornhill, three interceptions. Uh, so you really got, I mean, really, it's pretty even across the board. If you take Marquise Brown out of it, it's a really even race. Uh, if you keep Marquise Brown in it, an offensive player, the rookie of the year is sold already. Because <laughs> if he just never played it down the rest of the season, 800 yards for rookie receivers, already a good season. Uh, so I think it's it's pretty locked down unless Mackey unless something happens to him knock on wood um, he's 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 man he's gonna be tough to tough to catch on the offensive side of the ball. I agree with you. Do you think that the quarterbacks have any chance here at all? I mean, you have Drew Luck, uh, 
Where's Drew Locke? I thought I had him here. He is Drew Locke, not Locke, sorry. You have Drew Locke and you have Kyler Murray. Those are kind of your two, number one, number two. Now, Haskins is right there. He's not too far away. But do you think that any of these guys have an opportunity uh, to push? Rob with Kyler Murray, uh, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, I don't think he's ever been like the you know quarterback driven guy that just just mm-hmm. puts up god you know crazy stats. But Drew Locke with the Broncos could, um, like I said, I don't think he can catch that receiver to, to win that award. Uh, but you know the Broncos have did way you know crazy things with low rated quarterbacks or you know rookie quarterbacks, and he's just another one in the in the glaze. I hate to say yep. you know the the slew of quarterbacks he's had, but he always has success. Always puts up some crazy stats, even if it doesn't equate to team success all the time. Uh, but he does pass the ball well. And if you're a quarterback, it's kind of like you know being a hitter at you know the for the Colorado Rockies. You're gonna have some sure. crazy stats with the Broncos. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think that the other guys that I just have to call out here, uh, Derek Copeland, uh, Mike Edwards, and Devin White. These are the out of the top five tackle leaders. These are three of the top five, all from one team. Mike Edwards, a free safety. He's just making wow. tons of plays for Cooley. He's got 31 tackles already. He's got one interception and just all over the field, two tackles for loss. Um, Derek Copeland, a left outside linebacker. I think he is his import, but he's already got 29 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and one sack already on the year. And then Devin White. The stud from LSU, 28 tackles, three tackles for loss, and a sack. So you got three of the top five guys, all from one team on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And look, man, they are young, they are fast, they are hungry, and Cooley is getting them to play exceptionally well. So those are a look at some of the rookies. I think that it is a runaway right now, but we'll have to see exactly you know how that plays out and. Who knows? The receiver could get hurt. Brown could get hurt. Uh, right. You never know with that passing game in Jackson. Is it going to fall off as guys learn how to play a little bit better um, and we get some better of that defensive reaction that we're working towards? Um, does his run game take over? And do we see him kind of come back to the pack where other guys are given an opportunity to step up and be in the conversations for rookie of the year? Outlaw says, with most of the quarterbacks, what they're asking for in this Madden, do you see lots of the quarterbacks switching teams, more teams drafting or quarterbacks? So his question just is around contracts. And, of course, we've seen the news come out this week. I don't know if I can pull it up. Let me see. Um, But we've seen the news come out this week that the Titans extended Marcus Mariota. Right. For a good chunk of change. No, it's not going to let me see it. Um, yeah, he got a fat contract uh, coming from the Tennessee Titans. And so we do see this mad, right? Quarterbacks are asking for the money that they probably deserve. And so his question is, do you see a lot of quarterbacks swapping around? And do you see teams turning the corner and saying, you know what? I'm just going to try to draft one. Uh, honestly, I, I do. I think – I know he gets – he's – I don't want to use that word, panties in a wad. Uh, but he does get upset <laughs> with the, the, the carousel of quarterbacks. But with the way Madden is, guys, and I can speak from, you know, post example, last Madden, I didn't completely follow my thing with that. But they, uh, 
most guys don't want to pay quarterbacks $25, $30 million. There are a few guys here that, that live with a priest that have to pay a, a quarterback that kind of That's money. That's crazy. Uh, priest, until the day Rodgers retires, priest will pay him. And I, get, and I get that. I have you know I have Connor Barwin will start to the day he dies in the game for me. Um, but the guys just don't want to pay quarterbacks. And they're usually the first cap casualty for us. Um I think guys know if they can draft a quarterback year one, year two, uh, they'll have them pretty much the whole cycle uh, for really cheap until that last season or two, bless you. And I think uh, I think that's what guys look at. Now, you know, I can't look at that as a negative thing. That's, I mean, it's smart. Yeah. If you can save $30 million in one position and have a rookie that maybe, you know, some guys don't rely on the pass game a whole lot. Moe's one who I don't think he's ever – he's always got his quarterbacks at a super discount because guys won't bid against him. Uh, but he he's all for not paying. He'd rather put his money somewhere else, and he doesn't have to rely on the passing game. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're going to see a, a quarterback carousel, maybe not this season, maybe yeah. not the second season. By that third, fourth season, guys are starting to get money strapped. Uh, they're not going to play quarter. They're not going to pay the quarterback. Uh, and these guys, you'll see this first draft. You'll see how many quarterbacks come off the board. I've already looked at some of the quarterbacks in the draft, and some of them look like they're pretty solid. So you'll see guys the very first year. Probably some big-name quarterbacks be in the free agent market or will be on the trade block. Yep, I agree with you. I think that when I'm interested to sit back and see look, this tight one, this tight extension of Mariota was a big telltale for me because um, it shows that there will be teams willing to pay their quarterback and be like, I'm not going to play around. This guy fits. I'm going to go ahead and extend him and figure it out. Um because if, I, right I think if day. anybody would have been, it would have been Mariota. He would have been let go. And so anyway, yes. I think that it's going to be interesting to see who pays and who lets walk. I do think you'll see some movement. We've seen it last Madden. Even the Rams let golf go, and he's a saint the rest of the, um, right. the Madden cycle. And so I think you may see a couple, but I think some guys are going to say, um, you know what? I got my guy. I'm just going to keep him. Mariota's four years, $111 million. It's crazy. Yeah, I got his contract up right now. I know Mad does it a little wonky, but um, he's making twenty million this year, twenty five next year, twenty six the year after, twenty eight the year after, twenty nine the year after. Now we may not get to that season. We'll see. I don't know. Sometimes we do. Um, sometimes we don't. Probably we'll get there though. Um, that's a lot of money. That's thirty million dollars to be tied up into your quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Outlaw had a, a couple of questions here. Outlaw was in the question mode last night, but this one, I'm going to th- use it just to give him the incentive points, but we kind of <laughs> talked about sack numbers, and I don't really know what he's asking. He says, do we just ignore the sack records of the NFL and enjoy the pass rush and learning to double-team account for who's on the field? I, I think he's just trying to ask. Do we just like except that our sack numbers are going to be broken this year and the NFL records are going to fall. And do, do teams just need to learn how to enjoy the pass rush and learn how to double team? Uh, I, I think that's what he's asking. And I'm just going to say yes to all of that. I mean, look, the sack record for the NFL has already been broken in the in the OMFL, so there's already right. a sack leader here. I, I think it's actually Mac um, when he was back with the Raiders. So... I, I think that that number may fall this year with Aaron Donald because guys don't know how to double team. And I like the fact 
that if you don't get to that line and intentionally think through who's on the field, where are they lined up, and what am I calling, and how do I need to attack this defense, then you should give up a sack. Like, you should give up whatever happens to you because that other guy has a playmaker. Well, it's, it's not hard to identify the X-Factors on the field. No. They're star players. The freaking loose, <laughs> lit up like Christmas. Look up. Yes, and they light up. Um, and, you know, we talked all summer, and people really like the X-Factor. People really like the fact that superstar players play like superstars. If you don't account for Aaron Donald on the field, he's going to torture you. And that's how it should be. You should, you know, we talked about last cycle, guys have superstar defensive lines, and I think you're, you, for one, Nate, said that. You have a superstar defensive line, and guys don't make plays. Superstars don't make plays. Well, superstars are making plays now, and you got to adjust to it. Uh, you know, sometimes you can't just sit back there and wait for post routes and go routes to come open because you're not going to have four or five seconds to hold the ball. Uh, I think it's an adjustment. I think, yeah, if if guys are willing to hold the ball and take sacks, I'm sure that the 18 sacks or whatever Donald's got so far, that they're not all insta-shed Donald sacks. I imagine some of them are guys holding the ball too long. Or somebody like me, yep. I'll scramble out with the quarterback, and sometimes I'll take a one-yard loss scrambling out and take a sack. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think – well, I, I do think that unless something happens, he's going to break the sack record. And But you got to learn the, the tools the game gives you. Double teams. Keep the running back in. I watched in, and I watched somebody the other day, and I watched him over and over and over again. Never adjusted that running back. He just let him do whatever route he was going to do. He's going to never do it. And I've seen him get sacked three or four times. Uh, that running back standing backfield might give you a second or two. Yeah. Uh, of extra time. And it's just one of the things, guys, you just you got to take into account who you're playing and who's on the other side of the ball. Yep, I agree with you. I think you got to figure it out. You have to use the tools that the game gave you, except that this is the way the game plays. I personally like the pass rush. I love X-Factors. I like that special players feel special now and can take over a game and, and win you a game. And we see that it's not nonstop. Like it, it, we just talked about it early in the show where, um, oh man, I just dropped his name, but the Texans receiver... Watkins, Hopkins. Uh, not Watkins, Hopkins, um, took over a game, 226 yards receiving. They still lost the game. And so it's not unstoppable, but you have to think through it. You can't just roll up and play your play without any identifying where people are at and adjusting accordingly. Uh, his next question is a good one. I like this one. And it's what team... Uh, that has not won an OMFL Bowl here, are you looking to win one? And so, like, who hasn't won one yet that you think everybody should be watching? Um, I see he said that he, his was the Ravens, and I think the Ravens is a solid choice. Um, other, I can't remember who was all, I can only remember who's won since I've been here. You know, if we go back before me, I, okay. I don't know for a fact. Um, but I'll tell you one that I think is good enough on the sticks and has a good enough team to win, and that's Clyde with the Jets. Yeah. I think if Clyde, he did make a bowl game last cycle, lost to the, the Seahawks. I think he's a player who has the stick skills. He he can use her, you know, the secondary probably better than or as good as anybody here. Uh, I think once he gets guys in place and, and kind of gets his stuff set in, I think he's he's a guy that I could see winning it. And I'll just name one the AFC, the, the, the Jets. And then if you go over the NFC, in my opinion, um, and I don't think he's won one. And I, I, I don't know if he was here before us. I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody other than Maniac that's probably overdue on a home NFL championship. Yeah. Uh, is another player who, if as long as he gets out of his own head, 
he can he can be really dominant. We I think we talked about that last last week on the PPL. The Cowboys they they'll he'll maniac will downplay himself and then win eight games in a row to finish out the season yeah. in dominating fashion. And when Maniac's engaged and out of his own head and, and has and has it figured out what he wants to do, it's somebody who's really, really dangerous. Uh, who if, if it wasn't for Mo and D-Money or you, because uh, I think you put him out one one playoffs last cycle, uh, he might already have a shot at the OMFL Bowl. But he's one that's an AFC and NFC team that I think could win an OMFL Bowl this cycle. Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to be one of mine. I think that Bloop has won some in his leagues before. He's got a team that's playing really well. He's at 5-0. and He's got a fairly – his schedule sets up really well for him to make a run. Um, I think the problem for a lot of these guys are the, the same you know, culprits, so to speak, are, are always there. You in the AFC, the Bengals in the AFC, the Falcons, Seahawks, those guys over in the NFC. And so – I do think that the Patriots would be a team to watch, though, if see if he can make a run. Of course, we could talk about the Ravens, um, and he's impressing me. And if he keeps this up, he will continue to impress me, and he will be a guy that I think could definitely win one. Um, and then I, I think that Colin and his Chargers could be a team that you need right. to watch out for. Denver and the Redskins, and then Cooley and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think these are all really good players, really good teams that could make a run. Next one up is Bengals, um, not Bengals, um, Miguel, Puerto Rican nipple, Ravens, whatever you want to call him. He says you don't have to watch the Ravens, it's just pure luck. Brandon Williams, just in case you guys are wondering, <laughs> he is on the trade block. His question is pretty simple, and so this would take a couple seconds. He says, do you have an idea or solution for hidden dev, for future abilities, all that stuff? Uh, the answer is no. We have zero control over that. We can actually do nothing to help. Um, I mean, I can go in and see the dev trait, and so... If you want to know what your dev trait is, I guess I could tell you what it is, but it will not give you access to those abilities. Look, guys, EA knows this is a problem. They're going to have to patch it. They're going to have to fix it. They're probably assuming that a lot of leagues are just now getting going since week one roster updates came out. There's nothing we can do. And so we're all in the same bucket. And so no one has an advantage. It just is what it is. And you got to just play with what you have access to because it is all we have right now. Um, so, yeah, I think that you have to learn how to accept it, and then we'll see exactly what EA does to fix it. I uh, want to throw it over to Bloop. He's got two questions, and then we'll get to your questions that I'll let you throw out there. He says, which team is off to a slow start, in quotation marks, 500 or worse so far, is most likely to turn it around and contend for not just the playoffs, but the Super Bowl. For me, it's a debate between Class Jets and Maniacs Cowboys. Cowboys have the better roster, but Clyde and that defense can be scary if he gets the offense going. So this question is around what team below 500 do you think has the best opportunity to turn it around? Yeah, I think he hit the nail with both those teams right there. You know, I just I literally just picked them to two teams that I thought might win OMFL Bowl this cycle. Um, both of them are really good owners. The Cowboys are stacked roster out of the box. The Jets have a little bit more to work with, but it's he's probably a better defensive user per se and can and can make up for a lot of um, what that team is lacking on defense. Uh, but another team that, that gets to me and, and we haven't talked about him yet is Bill and the Rams are a team that yeah. 
is really good, and he's 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 two and three right now. Uh, he's only giving up 16 points a game. If he can learn to score a few more points, giving up 16 at this point in the cycle, not many teams are holding teams like that. Um, I think the Rams are a team, and Bills a team you got to watch out for. He's tested. He's been in the playoffs. Um, I think he's a team you, you can't overlook on somebody that could turn the season around. That NFC West is more wide open than it seems. Uh, Seahawks haven't exactly you know come out on fire. It's still Mo. I'm not going to overlook that. But I think the Rams are a team that can come out and um, turn this around, especially in the NFC. And if you go to the AFC, you got a couple teams. But I, I'll tell you a team that sticks out to me that's t- is his two and three right now, and it's Massimo and the Chiefs. I think at some point that's that super. Those are both that, my two, Rams and Chiefs. Okay. Uh, I just think the Chiefs. I'll let you talk about the Chiefs then since I picked half No, teams. go ahead. Give you a thought. I, I just, I think the the Chiefs are just a, a hell of a team. You know, before we had our DC this week, uh, Chiefs were giving me all and more. I think one game I was ahead, one game he was ahead. Uh, so I, I just think he's got enough talent. That team's got Tyreek Hill, who might be the dangerous, most dangerous receiver uh, in this game. Just the combination of speed and abilities. Uh, you got Mahomes. I've seen him engage the super arm that overthrows the receivers. I've seen it, and you add that to a guy who's 99 speed, 98 speed unstoppable to stop uh and massimo's always been a real competitive guy always real competitive when he was with the cowboys and then i think before yep. i can't remember who he's with before he was with the cowboys um texans i think i think it was the texans it always puts a team in place to compete uh but at this start this point in the season the chiefs are just too good to keep going down this road uh he's, he's two and three got a lot of talent uh, he has traded away a little bit of talent, which that's exactly what Massimo does, trades away talent and gets first-round picks from people like me and then still wins and then builds for the future. Uh, but he's 2-3, and three, and I just don't see that staying that way. I think he's going to compete for that division. Uh, his team's just too talented, and he's too good of an owner to keep going down this path right now. Look, I think the easy ones are Cowboys, Giants, like those teams. Like the Cowboys have scored 154 points, only allowed 105 points, but he's lost two in a row. So that's going to be what's hurting him. The Giants, I think, if they can ever just step out of their own head, would be great. And I think he still will be. I think he's going to be pushing for that division before it's over. But the two that I would go with, sorry about that, uh, the Chiefs and the Rams. I mean, both are scoring right at what they're allowing. You know, they're right on that cusp. They both were 500 before this week where they lost each, both lost this week, so they are on a streak of minus one. But these two teams have talent. They've both got quarterbacks. They both have running backs. They both have great receivers. They both have defensive playmakers. Like, they both know how to win in this league. And, yes, the Rams have a tough division, and so did the Chiefs. But they both have the opportunity to turn things around and really push um, just because of the manpower, the play-calling ability, and the playmaking ability that they have. So I really think that those are my two that I think from each division that will turn it around. Blue's got an interesting second question. He says, what's your guys' personal, and he put personal in all caps, personal opinions on the superstar X-Factor abilities? In the TFL, we are getting more thoughts of tuning Uh, turning sorry the abilities off possibly as lots of guys feel that they've continually become more overpowered each patch love the show mention me lots d wayne what do you think about x factor and superstar abilities see i was hoping you weren't doing i weren't gonna see that because i seen that last night when i was looking over the questions i was gonna mention blue as much as i could today just get an endorsement from him again 
but I, I personally, I think we talked about earlier. I enjoy the X Factor abilities. Yeah. I don't, in my opinion, the, the few X true X Factors you got are are overpowered a little bit. But aren't, I'm, I'm just me. Superstar guys are overpowered in real life. Um, Aaron Donald, JJ Watt, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, guys that are just steps above normal players. Um, which is why I think there's only 50 X, X factors, Nate. Come on, be yep. wrong. I knew there was a number on them. I don't think that's a ton. And I think the longer we go through the cycle, the more the X factors will be spread out in the league. It just sucks. It does suck for some teams. You know, we've heard it repeatedly from Outlaw. The Bills don't have X factor guys. Uh, I have go get some. one. I have one X factor guy, Andrew Luck, uh, RIP. Um, but he. Uh, I think it's going to be more spread out as you go. It's just part of it. But I think the X-Factors, that's just the only way I think that they could separate. If not, you know, we I, I, I repeat what we talked about earlier. As we, we talked about last cycle, people are talking about you get superstar players. They just kind of blend in with normal players. And I think this they're is the what's same separate. as everybody else. Yeah, they're same with everybody. Of course, the attributes and stuff are higher, but they don't seem to take that step. Right now, it looks like I, I played the Raiders last week, last week. Antonio Brown, head case or not, did exactly what he's supposed to do. He gets open, quick feet, inside 10 yards, he's unguardable. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, we talked about earlier, if you don't double-team him or keep somebody in the blocking, he's going to be in your backfield. That's real-life Aaron Donald. And I get it. I get you worried about overpowered because teams that have these X-Factors early on are going to be overpowered compared to some teams just because you got the X-Factor guys in your team. I think the the more we go on, the the more season by season two, at least season three for sure. I think every team will have an X Factor guy on their team. Uh, if you don't, that's it's your own damn fault. I know that sounds like some Ricky Bobby stuff there, uh, but it's your own damn fault if you don't have X Factor by season three. I don't know we're looking th- two seasons ahead of time when I say that, but guys can't afford these X Factor guys are gonna request. They're superstar guys. Yep. It's gonna be expensive. That's major money. I personally like it. I just like seeing superstar guys be different and i know yep. that that says that because i have andrew luck and he gets he gets in the zone and he's and he's hard to stop uh there are ways to negate it especially quarterbacks you get sack a quarterback he loses x factor uh, that's not hard to do right now and so i just i like it i just think a superstar guy should be super that's just me no i have nothing to add i, I think it's a great addition i love it uh, i don't find it to be overpowered at all i think it's overpowered Oh, that's not really the word I want to use. It, it is powerful whenever it's activated, as it should be. You should have to step to the line when freaking Mac is red hot and getting after the quarterback and know where he's at. Take real life. LSU, Texas Please. last night. Our quarterback for LSU was red hot, dude, and he could not be stopped. In that last, like, fourth, third and fourth quarter, when he every drive, he was finishing with a touchdown. I mean, he... There should big players make big plays in big games, and they yes. take over. And so this is their answer to help us give that, and I personally love it. I think it's been a great addition, and it's been something I've really, really enjoyed. Well, which I think, leads us, and I want you to finish your thought, but it leads us into your first question right. about sacks, which we've talked a lot about, and is X-Factor too powerful, too much credit? So, yeah, finish the thoughts into your first question. Well, I was just excited, you know. Somebody, when you were, you brought Khalil Mack up, Khalil Mack is a perfect example of a guy getting in your in his zone, uh, even in real life. You have to change your game plan. You can't just stick with your same game plan. You can't stick with, uh, you got to adjust. 
Uh, and that's what you got to do with these X Factor guys. And then that's just that's real life. Guys, teams in real life, I uh, say real life, real professional teams, they, they game plan around somebody like Aaron Donald. They game plan yeah. around Khalil Mack. They game plan when you play Drew Brees. They game plan when you play against Saquon Barkley. Uh, that's just how it is. It's You got to change the way you play and adjust when you have those superstar players. And if you don't adjust, you know what happens? They get into their zone. They get into the X factor because you didn't adjust, and it becomes even harder because you do have that. You see the X flash up, and next thing you know, you see your quarterback on the back. Yep, I agree with you. And that's going to lead us into your last two questions that you have. One for Maniac that we'll save until he gets back, and then one for me. Um, I'll let you just go ahead and ask it, and then I'll give it an answer. Okay. Um, it says, Nate, you traded your first-round pick, the Packers, for Marquez. Valdez Scantling, one hell of a name. It's a great name, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Do you feel like he's a build block for your team? What does he bring to the table that you that made you pick up the phone and, and call the Canadian Cheesehead to make a deal? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, now I will go ahead and be honest with you. I had no interest in trading away my first rounder at all. Uh, we actually had a deal in place for my second rounder and uh, then realized that the real-life Saints gave their second-rounder to the Packers already. And so okay. I actually didn't have a second-rounder to give up, and I didn't want to let this kid walk away. So I traded for this kid last year because I needed a receiver. He didn't want him. He's big. He's six foot four, two 204 out of USC. He had speed last Madden. I think he was 90. I think he's about the same, about 93 speed. Yes. Uh, he's 91 acceleration in this Madden, 88 agility. So he's big. He's got speed. He's got great hands. He's got 81 catch, 80 catch in traffic, 84 spectacular catch. And here's the key to all of this. Number one, he made tons of plays for me last night. I mean, he was my superstar receiver. He was the guy that took Forbes' place and just made plays. He stayed hurt last year. And so um, I think that's why he didn't get a lot of notice. He didn't. A lot of people didn't pay him attention because he just stayed hurt a whole lot. Um, but the reason I went out and made the deal for him and was willing to give up my first rounder, number one, I didn't think I'd be one in four. I thought I'd be pushing, be in the playoffs again. I didn't think I'd be winning the bowl, but I thought I'd, I'd be able to go deep in the playoffs. I mean, I was in the NFC Championship game last year, and so I thought I could at least push for a deep run. And so, you know, it was worth giving up a late first round pick for a guy who is now my receiving core is done for the rest of Matt and I don't have to worry about they're young they're fast they have size they have everything that I need right it hasn't quite worked out that way but um, Ted Ginn is going to be retiring or at least off my team he's in his last year of his contract he's 34 years old I'm not going to give him a contract um, I've got uh, Traycon Smith right behind him another big guy six foot two doesn't bring a ton of speed 89 speed 90 acceleration but this guy just makes plays he can block i got mike thomas who has a, a big fat contract he'll probably play out most of that contract because of the x factor he makes plays in this madden and then you got valdez scantling that's going to be added to that and then my two like speedsters my two little rookie receivers um 96 speed for grayson 91 speed for harris who's my kick returner it just rounds out my receiving core. Even when Ginn leaves, I mean, I'm going to have uh, five guys here that are ready to go. I don't have to draft a guy. I don't have to worry about a guy. I'll probably pick somebody up. I've got one guy on my uh, – or two guys on my practice squad. I'm kind of giving you the scenic view of this answer. <laughs> but the reason I went to get him, he was cheap. 
He was young. He was big. He was fast. He could catch the ball. The reason he isn't starting right now over Ted Ginn is he can't quite run block, and Ted Ginn can run routes a little bit better for him. So he needs time. He needs some investment into him. Um, his route, uh, I mean, his run blocking, which is important to me, is at 40, which is um, fourth lowest on this team. And so I don't quite want to let him start right now, especially over. Um, Ted Ginn because Ted Ginn can block better and run routes better and still has speed and so Ted Ginn for this year is still very usable but he'll kind of wrap up my receiving core for the rest of this Madden to where I really don't have to worry about it and I have very manageable contracts to work with the rest of this Madden because Smith, Valdez, Grayson, Harris are all going to be cheap contracts for the rest right. of this Madden. Thomas is going to eat up most of that receiver. I mean he's taken... I, I don't know, in the 30s. I think if I cut him right now, it's 35.1, it says. So um, he's taking up a lot of that receiver money. I can keep a practice squad or bench player to you know play that sixth receiver role if I need him. I also have a ton of tight ends on this team. And so I could even keep like a sixth receiver as a tight end. And so I think we'll be fine. But that's why I decided to go ahead and, and give it up and, and go after him is because um, he did bring so much to the to the team as far as his contract and his skill set ability. All right, I think that's going to bring us towards an end of our show here. It was, it was giving me a sign, time to give me any... Uh, Sorry, any uh, wrap-up opportunities that you might have here. Um, the, the chat is still up here, uh, but I want to bring up our website as we're going to wrap up the, the show here. GrownFolksOC.com is our website, and there is so much amazing content on this website right now. Um, there are at least 10 to 12 different podcast shows that are being created from all the different leagues. I'm super proud to say that six or seven of them are coming here from the OMFL. I mean, you have Press Pass Live, you have Saints and Sinners, you have All 22, um, you have the two shows that Big Hurt does. So he's got uh, crap. I forgot the name of both his shows, but Big Hurt does two shows. You've got uh, uh, the Hot Seat with the Puerto Rican Nipple. Your Import, I think it's called, um, and you also have. Uh, there was one more out there, and it's slipping my brain. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, and then in the Deuce, they have two or three shows that are coming out. And then the TFL has their TFL talk that comes out every single week. And so there's just so much really, really great content that's out there. We're asking that you please go and give us a, a support. If you look underneath our partners page, you'll see all of our amazing partners that we share with Um yeah, just to kind of go through a few, that Shopmaster, who's been such a great addition here to the family, and he's putting out really amazing content. Go support him. And he did some really cool stuff the other day with his um, allowing the CFM community to decide what franchise to use, what 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 did he do with the team. Just He had a, did a great stream the other day, and you need to go watch that. Uh, so go support Shopmaster. Of course, our buddies, Daddy Leagues and Lee Crawler, we couldn't do what we do without them uh, I'm really pushing you guys go to leadcrawler.com 
go sign up for a, a, a profile there make sure you put in your PSN go give us a vote go put in the dues go put in the other leagues that are there if you're a commissioner here you need to be posting your stuff there and then uh, our other partners um, uh, um, I don't know why my brain is going blank I'm gonna go back a step here to see my yeah Soden Bowl there are Xbox partners. They put out some amazing content, and they pushed us to get kind of to where we are right now, which isn't perfect. But man, we're taking some leaps forward. And then, of course, our Madden Accord buddies, and then E Kings, and again, Shopmaster that we talked about. So, so many of our really great partners that we couldn't do any of what we do without. As we look at a blank screen that loads, and just my ugly face. So. Um, get that to come back up here um we could not do the, the any of what we do without of our partners and so uh, thank you guys for supporting us thank you guys for being a part of the family here i don't know why this won't load it's being funky all of a sudden but go support our website for us um go follow us on twitter youtube here on youtube and then on twitch we're kind of jumping back and forth i mean even today while the stream was up i could see that there was some little hiccups in the stream. I'm not quite sure why that happens more on YouTube than Twitch. Things just seem to be more stable on Twitch. But we get more viewers on YouTube because I think a lot of you have YouTube on your cell phones. And so it just seems to be easier. But um, hope that you give us a follow, a like. I hope that you like the new layout. We won't be doing 7 a.m. shows. I'm going back in bed. <laughs> Dwayne's ready to go back to bed. Hopefully next weekend we'll be back to our normal Saturday morning schedule. But poor D. Wayne, he's got a crazy work schedule that we have to work around. And, and then we fit this to Fit Maniac, and he slept in. So screw you, Maniac. Just kidding. Mr. D. Wayne, put a, a bow in the show. Give us some closing thoughts. Uh, just some things we've seen this week, uh, FPR-wise. Um, you know, we talked about, guys. I know that there's a button now that Nate could tell you for sure which one it is that moves off defensive line and linebackers at the same time if you know guys know the, the rules are still you can only move one or the other you can't move both sure ain't moving both of them one time i watched it, uh, the stream last night i've seen it a couple times i know it's easy to do it but that's just one of the things guys keep keep your mind on that also uh, uh this week and, and i'm not calling out specifically nate knows who i'm talking about um manually moving players and putting them in position and then going back to your other user is not right not supposed to do that uh, just small stuff, and honestly, we've had pretty good FPR so far. I, I can't, I can't recall right offhand how many bad no, it's been good. feedback we've had, but I, we have. It hasn't I think been I've like had it one has. film that I have to go watch, but that's it. We haven't had. We've had a couple fours here and there. Um, matter of fact, the one I'm going to watch is actually a four, um, but overall, it's been really good. And so uh, you really don't have a lot to critique there. Just small things. Don't, don't let uh, the the need to win. <laughs> come past your FPR and just a few things I mean like like the the moving the linebacker just moving a linebacker out of the area to another area and then going back that's just especially most of us have been here long enough to know that that's not right um, the the likes of the defensive line linebacker adjustment that's pretty easy it's pretty easy to mess up because I did it the first time I ever jumped in the game it moved everybody at once um, just remember guys you can only move one we don't want too much movement we you know we don't want to see these guys moving the secondary moving up moving back Let's just let's just keep it reasonable. Uh, other than that, I think it's been real good. Like I said, we've had a lot of content. Um, the disparity, as as Outlaw would say, disparity's been good so far. Um, but I've enjoyed it, and 
I'm ready to kick off the real-life NFL season today and watch the Cowboys start out 1-0 against a lot of the OMFL uh, Giant fans. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a little mini-nap and then get up with some coffee, watch some NFL Red Zone. Uh, my Saints don't play until Monday, so I'll be working late as I, I work at the Saints games. and uh, I'm excited. NFL's here. LSU's coming off of a big win. I'm not excited about my team's 1-4 and four start here, but <laughs> we're going to get it figured out. I think we're very, very close on the sliders. Um, I think the last game is at 7 or 8 o'clock tonight, and so uh, I'm going to look at all the stats, maybe make some minor, minor adjustments, and then see how they play out for week number six. And so some big games this week. Can't wait to see how they come in. And we're really pushing two things are going to happen hopefully this week. We have uh, one of our friends that are an Xbox League that is in our chat. They offered to come and do some uh, commentary for games. And so as you guys schedule your games, I'm going to be throwing that out over to them. And then also I'm going to do some commentary on games. Now it's super hard. It has to be a, a super late game or like a weekend early game like right at this time frame. So if we get some games that fit my schedule, I will do some commentary. We're going to try it. Never done it before. We're either going to do... Um, just some like we always did before where uh, some website uh, like we you see on the screen right now or I think what I'm really going to try to do is PlayStation uh, share play or not share play but like watch from the PlayStation um, because I can do that so hopefully I can figure this out we can do some really cool commentary on games as we get ready for the bowl game later this season because um, I think it'll just add to what we do so Mr. D. Wayne, go get you a nap, buddy. Maniac, screw you for not getting up. All right. Hope your cat takes a piss in your lap. Just a joke. Um, we do miss you, Maniac. We wish that you were here. Uh, but, Mr. D. Wayne, I appreciate you for staying up after working some stupid hours. So go get you a nap. Thanks for watching the show, guys. For all the leadership here in the OMFL, we appreciate you. God bless you this week. Have a great week. Much love. Peace. Later, guys.